G'day, it's Cliff here, and you are on the Listener app. Thank you so much for that. L-A-S-T-N-R. You've obviously got it, but if you know anyone who hasn't, get them to download it because we have got a world of different content. I'm talking to a lady who I met a couple of years ago, and she does a special tribute to Amy Winehouse, also to Liza Minnelli, and to Karen Carpenter. I don't know where that came from, but we're going to uh, ask about it. Narelle Bell, hello. Welcome back to the studio. Hello to you and everyone here at Triple M. It's, How are you? It's, I'm great. It's nice to see you. What are you doing? What are they putting in your tea? You don't look a day older <laughs> from when I met you about, uh, gee, three years ago or maybe two years ago was the last time. Well, you're looking good too, I must say. Thank you. you. I only said that about you so you would say it about me. <laughs> and then I can go, all, oh, no. It's all about you. What do you think of you? <laughs> no, it's good to be here. It's good to be. I love coming down to Bunbury. It's Let one us, of my favourite we, we get the plug out of the road first off, shall we? The Australian Karen Carpenter show. It's on Saturday the 8th of October at the Bunbury Regional Entertainment Centre. You've got a special guest appearance from Johnny Stanley. Yes. Uh, only young. Um, a great future. And I saw this show a couple of years ago. Is it the same show or have you tweaked things along the way? There's a few new songs, of course, the catalogue of Car- the Carpenter music so big. So I interject a few new songs here and there. So basically, as you know, you've seen it. I take the audience on a journey. I narrate in between the songs. This is my only show that's not per se a tribute show. I come out as myself and mm. it's a celebration of the Carpenter music. So it's a, my only show I get to be me. Yeah. So even though the songs are of a sort of melodic, you know, um, undertone, I tend to um, interject my own personality into the show so people in the audience can get to know me as well at the same time, you know, so. The singing style is obviously very different between the Liza Minnelli tribute show, the Amy Winehouse show, Mm -hmm. and then Karen Carpenter. Mm -hmm. I'm not a singer. I don't understand that. But vocally... Is it is it easy to switch from one persona to another? Okay. A lot of people ask me this question. Oh, I'm if... sorry. That, what a cliche. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've gone there straight away. No, it is a, it is a, it's a great question, by the way. Um, with um, Amy Winehouse and, and Liza Minnelli, there's a lot of comedy in, in that. And I mm. obviously dress up and look like the character. And I wouldn't do Marilyn Monroe because I just don't have the right colour hair. Mm. Um, now, with the Amy Winehouse, my voice, I suppose in a way I change it a little bit to make it sort of caricature in that respect but when people ask me what my true voice sounds like this um, is it this is i don't go out trying to sound like karen carpenter i just have that the tone and all the songs are in the key uh, they're all charted it's mm. all charted music and i do them all in her key um i just seem to have that tone of but i, I sing them as me i'm not trying mm. to sound like karen carpenter but you so, do your voice, when you sing those songs, and this is the thing that struck me when I saw the show a couple of years ago, it's like, oh my goodness, this woman has got Karen Carpenter's voice. And she was diminutive as well, not unlike yourself. <laughs> uh, so I've, I found it quite fascinating mm, because mm. some people can sing like other people mm. and they sound like other people. Other people sing themselves. I couldn't see Angry Anderson singing close to you. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, no. I mean, musically speaking, it's quite a journey that you you. go through with this woman and it must be um is it challenging to know it's like when you go and watch titanic you know the boat's going to sink at the end right at the end (laughs) karen passes away at the age of only 32 that's right um it's an emotive show Mm. it is and a lot of the like i said a lot of a lot of the songs are melodic so i try to put as many up-tempo ones as i can into the show to sort of balance it out a little bit but inevitably at the end, um, obviously I don't 
sort of um, uh, sort of focus too much on what Karen was suffering from, which is obviously anorexia. Awful. And back then it, it, in the 70s, no one really mm. knew a lot about anorexia and the effects it had on the body. Her parents probably didn't even realise uh, what she had. So, um, but everyone that comes to the show are big diehard Carpenter fans. Some people come for the first time and I hope the listeners out there will come. Love to see you. Um, by the time they leave, if they didn't know anything about the Carpenters, they certainly do. Mm. I try to give as much narration and information about her life um, as I can. I remember the Carpenters back in the early 70s. Mm. And that is my music. The early 70s I just absolutely I love. love. And Don't the you like the arrangements of the songs were amazing in the 70s, weren't they? Oh, Richard Carpenter was a bit good Genius. with the stuff that he did. But that was at a time when glam rock was around. Absolutely. You had David Bowie. You had uh, Mark Bolan. You had Led Zeppelin. Mm. Sort of kind of glam. Uh, and there were others. And then you've got these beautiful songs. Oh. Close to You, which is one of the wedding songs, oh. I think, still <laughs> And now. we've only just begun. We've only That's just begun. Gun, mm. that which was used, I think, for a bank commercial or something it was, in the United he, he States. He was watching a bank commercial. Yeah. And all that was, there was no lyrics. Mm. This is how much of a genius he is. He could never sleep, so he took quaaludes to try. Yes. <laughs> His yes. mum few, gave them. A few, few drug problems for Richard, A little yes. bit. He had his own issues. So he just was sleeping. He was watching this commercial, and all of a sudden, he, a light bulb went off in his head, as it did probably many a time. And then he got together with some, collaborated with some of his other writers that he used to collaborate with. Next minute you know, there's a hit. Yeah. And he put lyrics to it, yeah. and it was his, and that bed of music that you hear in the, it was the um, uh, Crocker mm. Bank commercial. They were way left of centre because of the time that they were in and the sort of stuff that they were and doing. And they survived. They did. They not only survived, they thrived. I've got here um, uh, brother and sister duo, one of the best-selling recording artists of the 70s, sold more than 100 million records, 10 gold singles, 9 gold albums, one multi-platinum album, and you know, then there's been other stuff along the way too. Three Grammys. That's yep. right. They, they didn't just survive. I, I don't understand why they were at that time doing that music and people loved maybe because it was so different, do you think? Well, it's funny you should say that. I was only just mentioning this today to somebody that um, when Led Zeppelin came out, they had a big meeting uh, with Richard and said, look, for you guys to survive, we've got these bands like Led Zeppelin and the bigger rocker bands coming out. You've mm. got to come up with something. So um, if... You know, you listen to Goodbye to Love. That's as rocky as... I love okay. The guitar solo at so the end that's of that it. is so, so good. The, that's where the electric guitar... Because the bass line of the Carpenter music is piano. Mm. Okay. So there's not a lot of guitar, but there is guitar, but not a lot like other bands. So the electric guitar in there, there's two bars of music where my guitarist, Ray Walker, absolutely loves it. He gets to really show his... And it's a... So it's it's quite interesting that they they'd survived through with all these other bands coming out in the 70s that were heavier, mm. they still maintained their spot mm. because the music is just, it, it's just timeless. Absolutely. I mean, Richard Carpenter just released a, an album with the London Philharmonic Orchestra mm-hmm. and it's, it's going gangbusters. Mm. So he's still um, out there, still looking for people to work with. No um, one's ever going to be the same as Karen though because what? she passed away <laughs> 1983. That's damn near 40 years ago. It is. Well, if- my dream is to meet him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would love to go just 
I don't know, being Bunnings over there or something. <laughs> <laughs> You, you go up to him and go, oh, excuse me. Have you got uh, a hammer? I, I, I need a hammer. I'm sorry, I'm Richard Carpenter. Lame <laughs> yeah. jokes. Uh, uh, they say you should never meet your idols. Oh, oh, no, but I mean, I, I, I think it would be a dream. I said, look, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a long shot, but you've you got a dream. You never me. know. But, I mean, I um, he's worked with Petula Clark. He's actually worked with her. And, um, and he is aware, I think, of people around the world doing um, – you know, carpenter shows. He's got nothing to prove anymore. Well, people are still singing the music and we're out there, you know, um, like a, the shows that I've done, what really shocks me is people come back for the third or fourth time. Yeah. And I've often said to them when they've spoken to me after the show, you know, what brings you back? And they said, well, the music is just timeless and we love it. Surely is. And, um, you know, we've got to know you every time we come back. Mm. So I make sure my jokes are different every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But, uh, you know, so that's that's going back. I want to go way back for you. Mm. Where did the fascination start and how? Yeah, uh, with just With the Carpenters' my, music. Yeah. Well, look, when I was growing up as a kid, mum and dad played Carpenters a lot. And it was, as they called it back then, on the hit parade, mum yes. used to call it, Jambalaya yeah. and all that. So I grew up with um, playing our records, as you did back then, um, with the, the Carpenter music. So... It was kind of innate to me. It was part of my 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 growing up, mm. and um, so uh, give me a time. I'm not going to ask a lady her age, <laughs> but give me give give me a time frame here. What sort of music was around when you were starting to hear music? Abba, mm. Abba, <laughs> Abba, Abba, and uh, you know. Um, See now, there's another one. I don't know why Abba doesn't get more respect. We don't play Abba. I mean, Triple M doesn't play Abba. You know, yeah. but, but mm. there's a lot of radio stations around that don't play Abba. Oh, oh. it's a bit kish. It's a bit thing. But mm. you listen to the lyrics of uh, "The Winner Takes It All." Oh, it's beautiful. If that doesn't break your heart by the end of it, well, pull I, the top over. You're dead. I, I do an Abba show mm. as yeah, well. My, yeah, my I, Abba I show. saw that on your thing as well. So, so when we do Abba at the pubs or wherever we do them, I can tell you now, it get, it's so popular. People come dressed up as mm. Abba. So you are right. Um, these bands, their music's still being played. Mm. I'm not saying the bands that are coming out now that their music's not going to be played. I'll probably mm. be dead by the time you know it's still being played. But um, at the end of the day, um, that these bands will always be spoken about. Mm. You know what I mean? Because um, it's like the Eagles. You know, Hotel California. What did they ever do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're talking about the football club, or the <laughs> oh, oh, too soon, Narelle. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> Haven't they had a dreadful year? Sorry, oh, no. Do you follow the Eagles or the Dockers? Oh, I like the Dockers. Yeah. Good, you can stay. Yep. I can go for another I just noticed now. what you got around your neck. That's yeah. why I thought. <laughs> Good move. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an eye for detail. Clint. You did your research too. <laughs> I, <did>. I know <laughs> well all <done>. about you. <laughs> oh, no, not all of it. People keep saying, when are you going to write a book? Oh, no, too many people are going to die before Well, that I don't comes know out. what side of the bed you sleep on, so it's not that. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Uh, I was going to ask you about the legacy, but I, I guess we've talked about the legacy mm. of Karen Carpenter. Mm. She's She's been dead now uh, since, uh, like I say, 1983. She was only yeah. 32 at the time. Yeah, very is, sad. is the legacy what she did? Because at the time she was a female drummer. The only other female drummer I could think of before that was Cherry <coughs> Honey from the Honeycombs. Well, she's one of the best female drummers ever. Yep. If anyone gets the opportunity to Google her and watch her play the drums, mm. Karen um, never wanted to leave. To try and sing and play the drums is really hard. Yep. At the moment, I'm taking some lessons off my, my drummer so that I can start the show playing close to you playing the drums. Cool. <laughs> and singing and playing drums is not an easy thing to do. Mm. And she did it just like that. Like mm. it was just, you know, Well, easy. she was born for it, I would and, think. 
they wanted to get her away from the drums because they knew that her vocally, she needed to be at the front. Mm. So, um, but really when you talk about legacy, again, I think it goes back to the, you've got to look at why the Carpenters made it. They made it because the two of them in their own right, Richard Carpenter is an absolute musical genius, mm. but he worked with all those other people like Leon Russell and mm. John Beatus and yep. Paul Williams. And then you got Karen Carpenter with this voice like chocolate and velvet, as they described it. So you put the two together, you know. It's lightning in a bottle. But what launched them, I believe, was her voice, mm. really. Well, again, it was <laughs> at that time mm. when you had, you know, the whole Tiger Beat thing for the, the idols and you had people like um, Mud and you had... Do you know one of the best shows that I've ever seen in my whole life was Gary Glitter? Oh. In the middle of the Glitter era. It was mm. fantastic. But at that time, there were no other voices like Karen's. No. Uh, so I'm really glad that the history is still there. Well, it? Elton John loved her, even Madonna. Mm. There's quotes from Madonna. And, yes. And also... Um, um, McCartney. Paul McCartney. Mm. I mean, they hold her in high esteem and the, they've mm. said they've never heard a voice. Well, she influenced Sonic, yeah. uh, uh, Cheryl Crow, uh, KD Lang, mm. Shania Twain. You know, so uh, Madonna, uh, the Rain uh, mm. song. Uh, again, there is that sort of appreciation. I don't think she'll ever be forgotten. I don't think there will come a time when it will, it might be, oh, I remember the Carpenters, but it mm. won't be that thing of having been thought of for ages and ages and ages, it's always going to be there. Well, people say to me when they've, you know, um, they hear a song and they've all got favourites and they say to me, what's your favourite? I mean, I love all of them. There's certain ones that really, you know, get to me. Mm. I almost channel, that sounds a bit sort of spiritual, but I almost channel her a little bit when yep. I'm on stage. Because um, before I go on, there's a heavy weight on my shoulders because I'm going to be singing the songs of this absolute superstar. Yeah. That's what she was. It's just that she had a short life. And um, Olivia Newton-John, um, the late Olivia Newton-John, um, was best friends with Karen Carpenter. Mm. And there's interviews with the two of them. They were very good. Uh, Dion Warwick mm. um, and Karen Carpenter and Olivia Newton-John were very good friends. Mm. And, um, you know, and there's... Um, Olivia Newton-John sang Close to You mm. as a tribute to Karen Carpenter at one of her concerts. Mm. And um, so she'll never, she'll always be spoken about. Um, you know, I go through, I was in Kmart the other day and I heard um, background music was the Carpenters. <gasps> really? And I was in the Westpac Bank. Yeah. And I'm standing there and the guy goes, oh, sorry, I won't be a moment. I said, it's okay, I'm just singing along to Close to You. <laughs> and he said, oh, who are they? I said, because he was only 20, yeah. I said, oh, it's the Carpenters. Mm. Oh, I've never heard of them. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. But, you know, your mum and dad have. But it's amazing, you know, the music is, is there. And like you said, not all radio stations obviously play the Carpenters, but mm. the gold, you know. Still there, yeah. always. Do you play softball the same as Karen did? I'm not very good at softball. Okay. No, I'll think. I think I'll stick to learning the drums yeah. at this point. <laughs> That'll do. Yeah, actually, one might be easier than the other. I, I think have so. a feeling. Hey, uh, the show is coming up. Back to the plug again, Narelle. Yes. The Karen Carpenter show is going to be at the Breck Bunbury Entertainment Centre Saturday, October eight. Uh, I'm going to put this up. This is on the listener app. So I'd love you, uh, there, Cliff. If, yeah. if you, I'm going to come. If mm. you are listening to this on the 9th of October, well, you missed it. 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it was really good. Uh, and I will catch no, up I'll with you again not. sometime very soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Go the Dockers. Yeah, go you Dockers. And if you're listening to this after the grand final, weren't we great? You were. Yeah, weren't we really good? I saw you there. I don't think we're going to make the grand final somehow. Thank you, Narelle, my love. It's Cliff here on Triple M.